And now, another episode of Radio Yesterday, brought to you by ChuckChat.com. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, whose fight to destroy the one power on Earth that can destroy him is now taking a new turn. And now, the adventures of Superman. In danger of his life, Superman is searching desperately for the Scarlet Widow, who almost destroyed him with a piece of kryptonite. The kryptonite is a fragment of the planet Krypton where Superman was born, and robs him of his strength when he comes within ten feet of it. But unknown to Superman, part of the kryptonite was stolen from the Widow by Der Teufel, Germany's most brilliant scientist. Unable to dissolve the strange green glowing metal in order to form a powerful atomic substance, Teufel told a Nazi underground agent named Krauss that he must take the kryptonite to Germany, where he knew of a chemist who could dissolve it and create an atom man, a creature who could control Superman at will. Meanwhile, in the back room of a small book and gift shop in a fashionable district of Metropolis, the gaunt, ugly Scarlet Widow angrily hurls a stack of telegrams at the feet of Sniggers, her little henchman. Listen. My agent can't find Teufel in Detroit. They can't find him in Los Angeles. They can't find him in Cuba or Mexico or Canada. Where is he? Yeah, he's a sly one right enough, Teufel is. But if you listen to me with her, you'll forget about him. Forget about him? Are you crazy, Sniggers? He got away with a quarter of the kryptonite. Worth a million dollars. I sure he did, and I'd like to slit his dirty throat for it. But we still got three pieces of the blooming stuff left. And that's why I think you're making a bad mistake with her. Suppose the vulture and them other two blokes finds out we dumped Superman in the ocean, and he's dead. They won't pay us nothing for the kryptonite, then. How can they find out? Only you and I know who was in that cedar chest. Yeah, they're smart, they are. They let them find Teufel. They know I won't sell them any part of the kryptonite until I see that double-crossing Nazi dead at my feet. Right now he's alive someplace, somewhere. Why don't the police find him? I don't know. The police is hunting for us, too. Don't forget that. And every day that blinking Daily Planet newspaper puts descriptions of us in their first page, telling anyone what sees us to call the bobbies. Don't worry. We're safe here. I don't like it. Not a bit, I don't. Look at Widder. Let's sell what we've left of the blooming kryptonite and hop it out of here. No, I said. Not until I see Teufel dead. Now, get off that chair. I want uh, to use the typewriter. What are you going to do? I'm going to send a special delivery letter to every one of my agents all over the world. Telling them I'm raising my price to $200,000 for Teufel. Oh, that's a lot of folding money, that is. He's got to be found. He didn't evaporate into thin air. He's someplace, somewhere. And I'm going to find him and see him dead if it's the last thing I ever do. As the Scarlet Widow's long, bony fingers tap out an urgent command to her underworld agents to find the man who robbed and double-crossed her, Der Teufel himself, carefully disguised in a wig of thinning gray hair and a short, stubby beard, his fleshy face cleverly molded to new lines and contours, and wearing a black Hamburg hat and mink-lined overcoat, has just stepped from a clipper plane at Lisbon. 
Holding a bulky briefcase close to his side, he extends a passport to a customs officer who examines it perfunctorily as a large transport warms its powerful motors nearby. You are Dr. Alexander Orlovsky, senor? Yes. You travel from here to Madrid? I do. On my way to my own country, Belgravia, where I'm finance minister. See. Si. Here is your visa, senor. Your plane leaves in ten minutes. Thank you. Hurrying to the transport plane, his briefcase clutched tightly under his arm, the Teufel is flown high over the Pyrenees and set down at bustling Le Bourget Airport of Paris. Once more, his bulky briefcase held tightly under his arm, he presents his passport to a customs inspector. Oui, Monsieur Olavsky. The newspaper reporters, they hear you arrived today and they ask for you. Uh, if you could perhaps not tell the reporters I'm arrived. My plane to Berlin leaves very soon and I wish to rest before continuing my journey. Oui, Monsieur Olavsky, I will say nothing to them. Voilà, your visa, Monsieur. Bon voyage. Uh, merci, Monsieur. Merci, merci. Still undetected in his disguise of Dr. Orlovsky, finance minister of Belgravia, de Teufel carrying a small piece of the deadly kryptonite, which he believes can be used to create an atomic creature able to forever control the strength and power of Superman, waits in Paris for a plane to carry him to Germany and his mysterious destination. Meanwhile, haggard from his unrelenting but futile search for the Scarlet Widow and the kryptonite, Superman in his guise of Clark Kent is in the teletype room at Metropolis Police Headquarters with Inspector Henderson. Here's the flash from Washington. No, no soap, Kent. The fellow they picked up as Papa Rose turned out to be a respectable high school teacher. A refugee. Well, if you'd only listen to me, Inspector, and concentrate on the search for the Scarlet Widow and Sniggers, I think you'd get further. They have the kryptonite. Oh, you and your kryptonite. I thought you had better sense, Kent. Why? Believing that a piece of fallen meteor can harm Superman. Well, it can do more than that, Inspector. Ultimately, it can destroy him. What? Look, I always had a lot of respect for you, Kent, but after a crack like that, you well... You think I'm crazy, huh? Well, listen, I, I can tell... I'll call for you, Inspector. Oh, uh, thank you, Miss Hardy. I'll be right along. I had the call transferred to the teletype room. You can take it on the phone right here. Okay. Uh, excuse me, Kent. Certainly. Inspector Henderson speaking. Oh, yes, Haley. What? Say that again. A fire with green flames? Green flames? What have you been drinking? Inspector, what did now, you say about... just a minute, Kent, will you please? What'd you just say, Haley? I didn't get it. A murder? Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Sure, I'll be right out. Where is it? Huh? Two, two, six. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll see you right away. Well, how do you like that, Kent? Why? Haley gives me some cock and bull story about a fire in a basement. A fire that burns with green flames, he says, before he breaks down and tells me there's a murdered man in the basement. Come on, we'll have a look. Fire that burns with green flames, huh? It's very interesting, Inspector. Very interesting. I wonder if it could possibly be... Eagerly, Clark Kent hurries from police headquarters with Inspector Henderson. Who is the murdered man at the scene of the strange fire of green flames? We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But right now, here's a word from your announcer. Say, your eyes will pop, gang, when you get your first comic button from this brand new series in packages of Kellogg's Pep. These new buttons are really snappy. Bright, full-colored pictures of familiar comic strip characters like uh, Uncle Walt and Skeezix and Nina and Superman, of course. Each one printed in bright colors on a sturdy metal button you'll want to wear pinned on your jacket or dress or cap. 
Now, there are 18 different buttons in all, so get busy. Collect the whole series. Start out by asking Mom to get you a package or two of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's the only way you can get these new comic buttons, you know. You don't send in any money, not even a box top. You just look inside the pep package for your prize. One of these brand new exciting comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. There's a button in every package of P-E-P, pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson have just arrived at the scene of a recent fire, the basement of a dingy tenement house. The basement, equipped as a cluttered, dirty little laboratory, has been half burned out, and the charred walls are a strange green. Leaving Officer Haley outside to keep back the curious crowd, Kent, Henderson, and a police surgeon are examining two men who lie on the basement floor. One, a short, foreign-looking old man, with thinning gray hair and a stubby beard, lies on his side, dead, the blade of a knife in his back. He is clad only in his underwear. The other man, tall and lean, sallow-faced, breathes faintly. This tall young fellow, how bad is he, Doc? Uh, Beyond help, Inspector. Third-degree burns. He won't last more than a few minutes. Uh, uh, His driving license says Fred Krauss. This address, no other identification. There might be some prints on the knife. I wonder who the old fellow is and where his clothes are. He looks kind of familiar. I know who he is, Inspector. You do? Uh Who is he, Kent? Dr. Alexander Orlovsky, finance minister of Belgravia. Oh? He came to the United States a few weeks ago to try to float a government loan. Are you sure? Positive. I interviewed him. Uh, What's the finance minister of Belgravia doing here in this dump? And with a knife in his back. Uh, There's a nice kettle of fish. What's the matter, Kent? What? I don't know. I suddenly felt weak and dizzy. What? Great Scott. What's the matter now? That test tube I just dropped. I was examining it. Inspector, there was kryptonite in that test tube a short time ago. Kryptonite? Yes. That accounts for the green flames. The Scarlet Widow must have been here. And maybe the Vulture, the Teufel, and that gang, too. They killed Dr. Orlovsky for some reason. Something to do with me. With you? Huh? Oh, I... Uh, I, I mean with Superman. Oh. This man, Fred Krauss. He must know where they went and what they're up to. Doctor, you've got to bring him, too. He's got to tell us. Well, what do you say, Doc? Any chance? I don't know, Inspector. He's in pretty bad shape, but I'll try. I'll need some hot water. Uh, well, wait, there's a sink over there, Kent. Maybe uh... I'll see. Yes, it's hot. I'll get a pan. You've got to bring him to, Doctor. You've got to. He can tell us where the widow is and the kryptonite. He must be made to talk. Quickly and skillfully, the police surgeon works to revive Fred Krauss, the Nazi underground leader. Will he succeed? And will Krauss tell Superman where De Teufel is? And of Teufel's monstrous plan to create an atomic monster capable of destroying not only Superman, but all of civilization? At this moment, Teufel, in his disguise of Dr. Alexander Olovsky, is preparing to leave Paris for Germany. Never was Superman in such grave danger as now. So don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. 
And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. <laughs>